This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. A uh, big, big victory to celebrate, man. We uh, huh? our 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 infant slept eight hours last night. In a <laughs> what? This is far too early for that. That's crazy. I know, dude. Yeah, and, and she wasn't. No, it it is too early. And it, you know, I didn't sneak her any whiskey. There was no like extra uh, medication or. <laughs> it's just wow, man. It was good. Bit a uh, big. Uh, Big godsend. Mama got to sleep. Daddy got to sleep. It was uh, it was nice. So, yeah. You do have a little bit of extra like pep in your voice today. I know, this is good. right? Yeah, <laughs> feeling a little refreshed. And uh, man, you know, I've been a little under the weather, just uh, you know, with some sinus related stuff. But man, it's so nice to have that baby sleeping. So uh, yeah, back in the <laughs> back in the pipe shop today, and I've uh, been been blending and filling a lot of mail orders. And uh, man, just uh, just. Just uh, just getting after it. Yeah, feels yeah. good to have some sleep. <laughs> Speaking of mail orders, do you want to do you want to kind of address the, uh, the the tragedy that that occurred to you over the last couple of days here? Because I saw well, some discussion in the uh, in the Squire Lounge about yeah, this. in Squire Lounge on, on Facebook. Yeah, so uh, we uh, you know they are. Uh, redeveloping our shopping center. And our building, of course, was phase one. Uh, they didn't get started on uh, any of this until, uh, you know, we, we moved our location and, and all that stuff. If you followed us for, for a little while, you're aware of that last year that happened. And um, so anyway, our, our building was phase one, but now phase two has started. They've torn down several buildings behind our shop and are going to build some uh, fancy apartments back there. But <laughs> one of the buildings that they tore down had our internet line going right through it. And, um, and, and, and and Bubba from Pearl uh, just didn't really. <laughs> Come on, man! Didn't His check name it out. Was not Bubba from Pearl. People don't know that that's a joke, right? Well, there. okay, Boudreau from Pearl, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but he uh, anyway. He um, he he tore the building down and. Um, and uh, it was like, well, I mean, I just didn't think there would be any kind of issues. Well, the whole issue was I couldn't run a credit card or get on the Internet for the entire day. Man. <laughs> so anyway, we've uh, we've been kind of hemmed up with that. But they had us uh, they got us fixed up. We're, we're doing OK. And uh, we did release uh, this past week our two holiday blends, uh, Figgy Pudding and Cordial Friends, which folks always look forward to. And uh, we're grateful for that. But we are um, because of of that. And then also um, we've just gotten hammered with orders, which is a, a great thing. We're obviously thankful for that, but we're running a few days behind on on filling those tobacco orders. So um, anyway, if you place an order with the Country Squire uh, here within the past few days, uh, you know, give us a little little leeway. Uh, we're we're working very hard to get uh, get all those orders out, and uh, anyway, should uh, should get your package real soon. So um, but yeah, man, it's it's been exciting. It's been a full full couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, with those Christmas blends coming out, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder. I mean, are we gonna we gonna we gonna catch a blending this year? Uh, I I'm I'm hoping that there will be no catching of blending. You oh know. okay, uh, right. yeah. that, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That was I, a uh, that was I, a great. I know it's like been two years, but man, that was a that was a special. Uh, I know it was, it was precious. Yeah, I know <laughs> I know it was a precious uh, precious event. Um, I, but you never know that there may be surprises around the corner that uh <laughs> might might uh you know reawaken some uh some ridiculousness. So we'll we'll see. But uh, <laughs> some, some great holiday shenanigans. I'll that, that's now. right. That's right. Well, good deal. Well, hey, you know, there's a couple things we need to uh, address here up front uh first first things first last week um you know we 
we had during the listener f- feedback a request for show notes. And, you know, man, I, I you know, th- this will come to no surprise to anybody. You know, the, the pipe community is amazing. There, there's just a, a wealth of generosity and excitement that, that exists in the, the community as a whole. And that is certainly the case in the, the listenership for Country Squire Radio. We had an influx of a lot of folks throwing their hats in the ring. It was kind of crazy it almost made me feel bad like maybe i should have asked for help a long time ago <laughs> but uh but man we, we had uh, just some great support um i want to go ahead and just let you know we we have kind of made our selection which was kind of in a somewhat first come first serve not intended to be that way we just thought that maybe if we were lucky one person would volunteer but anyway one yeah. way or the other uh starting next week not this episode but starting next week we'll be back on a kind of a normal recording schedule uh, and we will actually have uh, Buck Buchanan joining us as a uh, as a Country Squire Radio intern yeah, and doing the show. Welcome to and uh, friend of the show, man. We're we're thrilled. A uh, Pipe Club member. We're we're thrilled to have Buck. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So very very gracious uh, of him, and and again, just to everybody who um, who who reached out to see if they could help. Um, you know, just I, I was I was very moved. I'm not going to lie. I was very moved. <laughs> I was not expecting that much support. Um, but thank thank you all so much, um, man. You know, it, it's great because, of course, this show would not be made possible without the amazing support of our, our listeners. And for the last few episodes since you've been back, I was saying, like, I need to get on that, man. I need to kind of collect all these names. And I'm proud to say that on this week's episode of Country Squire Radio, we can finally <laughs> play a little catch-up here. We've got some great new members joining the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club at the Squire level. Wow. We've got Alex Stewart and Paulo Durante. Du- <laughs> what? what I do? I, I, I don't know. You probably said it right. I don't know. But we would, lo- <laughs> we would love to hear from Paulo uh, how <laughs> the correct pronunciation of his, uh, of his last name. But uh, I think I nailed it. I, I think I nailed it. You probably did. You probably did. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul will let us know. He'll, he'll let us know. But, no, he uh, will. Generally, folks are, uh, folks are kind to uh, correct us on our butchering of their names. But, that's uh, half the reason why they do it. They, they only so. generally like the show to a certain extent. And then the rest of it's like, I'm just curious to see how he'll butcher the name. Right. Of course, all of this is not, not going to happen this week because I nailed it. So that's not a, that's not a thing. Alex and Paula, great. thank you all so much for joining at the Squire level. Uh, at the Pilgrim level, we've got Zachary Bailey. Uh, and then of course Man, we also, thank you, Zachary. yeah. And then of course we also have a couple of patrons as well who uh, didn't join the club, but are, are supporting us with their, uh, their hard earned dollars. And we do greatly appreciate that with, uh, Stuart and Vincent. Y'all are awesome. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Everybody who is a club member, uh, who's making the show happen. Cause honestly it would not be happening without you. So we thank yeah, you so much. Yeah. Stuart Waddy, Vincent D Francesco, maybe. Uh, yeah, sure. Maybe. No, that, that's I, right. We'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah. That sounds too accurate to not be right. So I, I know, right? right? Well, you are ter- you are talking to the person that referred to those uh, little black notebooks you get at the bookstore as um, Malaskina notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> I like Malaskina. I think which I, 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 which I have my Malaskina notebook right here next to me is I'm uh, with my show notes and my, my preparations for today's show. I love what a terrible influence I am on you. Yes, oh, absolutely. <laughs> speaking of which, Matt, do you know what today is as we record this on Tuesday? What? It's D-Day. I think that it happened a long time ago. No, 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 no. This is, this is, it's, the D is for Disney, man. No, it's Disney Plus Day. You got what your is, Disney Plus? What is Disney Plus? You don't know about Disney Plus? No, I don't know about Disney Plus. I've all right, all right, I haven't right. thought about a Disney in a long time. What's a oh, Disney Plus? What are you talking about? You got a daughter. You're about to be thinking about Disney a lot. Yeah, I really friend. am. You're right about that. <laughs> all right. So you remember, I got to just, I got to address this because like, it's just, it's happening literally the day that we're recording. So, you yeah. know. Growing up, man, you saw the commercials, get the Disney blah, 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 because it's going back in the Disney vault. You know that whole Disney vault thing? 
Was it one of those like we're about to um, uh, put up some of our older uh, movies or something? Well, it was like so like back in the 90s uh, and, and younger younger folks won't, won't recognize this. But but what happened was like, you know, these movies would come out, Lion King, Aladdin, uh, you know, the, these kind of classics. And uh, and they would be available on this thing called VHS uh, or, or, you know, our DVD, depending on the era. And there was always a very limited release. Disney always had this very like, you know, oh, it'll be available for something, something a time. But get yours today because then it's going back into the Disney vault. And so I the, got it. OK. OK. Yeah. So the Disney vault was this whole concept of like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you know, driving exclusivity and, and all that kind of stuff. And so there have been tons of movies that have been locked in the Disney vault. I'm going to keep doing that voice by the way uh i'm just kidding as you should yeah but so over the last couple of years disney has also been you know so they've got this this wealth of content they've stored up in the disney vault they've also been acquiring marvel star wars you know basically your childhood and uh they have now released this streaming service to compete with netflix where they are opening the disney vault as well as including all of these new stuff including a series called the mandalorian which man it's 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 incredible i watched it this morning no spoilers but if you haven't watched it yet i highly recommend it if you so like the, spag- the, the mandalorian it's called the mandalorian okay and, if, and, and this uh, is if, a new this is a new thing completely new okay yeah. wow. today is the first day that people will, will will have been able to see it and um yeah it's if you like westerns and you like star wars this is the series for you it is fantastic oh that's so, great uh, that's yeah. great westerns and star wars almost sounds like what's that uh failed tv show that happened a few years ago that had the like western oh, yeah. cowboy chinese yeah star uh, uh oh shoot uh, firefly firefly yeah yeah so it's it's like a cartoon version of that uh no no it's not cartoon it's live action Oh, okay. Yeah, they got like the cast of like Game of Thrones and such. Like it is, it's hardcore, man. It's great. It's <laughs> it's really, really good. Um, so yeah, That's awesome. Sounds like perfect uh, pipe smoking a company. I think so, man. I would not be surprised if we saw like an Ugnot like lighten up a pipe at some point. They because they're right. trying to maintain that Western motif. No, and, that's good. And, yeah, you know the only pipe smoking we've ever seen in Star Wars, and, and I'm very very happy to be corrected here, but I'm pretty sure that it was only Jabba the Hutt and a hookah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Actually, it. yeah. <laughs> so at some point, anyway. All right. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's that's what's going on in the world. D Day, right man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's going on right here, man, is we've got a special episode. We, of course, are doing a tobacco talk, but we're doing a tobacco talk with a little bit of a theme. Now, for uh, for listeners who may not be aware, tobacco talk is where we basically get to the meat and potatoes, the roots, uh, get down to the core of what a pipe tobacco podcast uh, would and or should be. And that is where we essentially review pipe tobaccos through the amazing, extensive palette of one John David Cole. <laughs> and, uh, I get a and, promotion like every time we do this from you, you're like the... <laughs> this new superlative word that's like you know so sophisticated and you know yeah it just, it's true man well, thank it's true. you just, look, very, just because we're southern kind. doesn't mean we can't use big words we, we can do it <laughs> but it's absolutely true and uh and so you know in the past uh sometimes we'll have done things like for example take a uh you know kind of a, a loose blend and a tin and, and kind of yeah. pair those we've done kind of uh you know extensive <laughs> Uh, a repertoire of, of tins from various uh, producers and pairing those are you know doing that alongside a, a, a blend from the shop. However, uh, we are very excited today because we're going to be featuring in this tobacco talk two blends, two, two uh, pipe tobaccos from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. 
That is right. That is right. Of course, if you're a uh, longtime listener of Country Squire Radio, you'll know that Missouri Mearsham has been partnered with us for uh, quite some time to bring you this awesome content. And um, man, we, we they've come out with a couple of uh, big hits this year, and we're going to talk about both of them. Um, you know, it, this is Missouri Mearsham's 150th anniversary, right? Uh, for um, you know their their incredible company, they're celebrating uh, 150 years of American pipe making, uh, but also just the the incredible um, you know impact that tobacco has had, uh, premium tobaccos had on the American uh, story, right? Yeah. The American culture and, um, you know, our history, uh, you know, our, the development of our nation. Um, you know, it's it's tremendous if you think about it. And so there, there's no better curator of, of that uh, story and, and that, uh, you know, importance than a company like Missouri Mearsham, who, uh, who goes so far back and, um, you know, who uh, is using American, um, American products, American hands, uh, uh, to make these fine pipes, and so I mean, it's corn. Um, what could be more American than I, corn? Exactly. Right? I know it's like man, <laughs> corn and uh, man, plaster, and I mean, this, this, these are these are uh, man, uh, just good Missouri people that are making these pipes and uh, shipping them all over the world, and so. It's something for us as Americans and as pipe smokers to be uh, incredibly proud of. But, um, you know, as a part of their celebration here, we, they've, um, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, they're not leaving it just to the pipes, right? We're, they're, uh, they're also celebrating, um, you know, just the, the um, incredible wealth of, uh, you know, pipe smoking history that is here uh, in the United States. And so uh, they've come out with a couple of, a couple of awesome tins, and we're going to talk about those today. Um, the first one uh, we'll mention is uh, one that the art work may look a little familiar to you if you've been uh, around for a while, but it's actually New Blend. It's Missouri Mearsham um, Independence Day. Uh, Independence Day, Missouri Mearsham. Um, and and it's interesting. A lot of folks are like, well, wait a sec. I thought this has been out for a few years. And, <laughs> right. um, and actually, this did come out. Uh, a tin that had this exact same artwork came out uh, in 2015. And it was a uh, it, it was a it was a different variety. So it was actually a different blend. It was aromatic blend, um, amaretto fruit uh, flavored. It was uh, you know kind of a like a limited edition type thing. And it was pretty cool. They actually only came out with uh, seventeen hundred and seventy six tins that year, which is pretty huh. sweet if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you know, just a great great. And then they went back into the Missouri vault. I'm sorry. And they re- <laughs> <laughs> which we which you know we have actually. Seen the vault at, uh, at Missouri? That, that they, do, is they, true, have a, they actually have a couple of vaults. Yeah. That is one hundred percent true. Yeah, they, there's probably skeletons of uh, you know people that messed up pipes uh, you know back in the day in there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, man, yeah. So so what they've done this year, Phil and the team at Missouri Mearsham have, have collaborated with the folks at Sutliff, uh, which is you know one of the great American pipe uh, tobacco manufacturers and just a just an awesome company. We uh, have a good relationship with them and, and believe in their products. But um, they have partnered with Sutliff to make these two blends, Missouri Mearsham uh, Independence Day. Um, the new one that they've come out with is not a limited edition blend. This will be an ongoing, uh, readily available blend, and you can get it from Corn Cob pipe.com which is the source that's like buying um you, you know buying um uh, you know buying it straight from the source kind of thing right, but, right, um, right. but yeah so uh, if you go there you can get it but it's uh it, the new blend is actually an english aromatic it's interesting they went uh kind of in a different direction with this so um english aromatics you know if you're um you know have been in the pipe world a while uh, we've got English blends, which tend to, you know, be Virginia-based, but feature Latakia. So the primary uh, flavor there is going to be that smoky, dark, rich, oily Latakia. Um, 
But then, and then you have aromatic blends, obviously, that are flavored with some type of extract or uh, casing that, um, you know, gives it a nice sweet, uh, you know, either heavy or light sense of uh, some fruit or, uh, you know, uh, baking spices or something like that. Just could be anything. Um, and what Missouri Mirsham's done here is they've combined the two. So you have an English aromatic um, and it's a, it's got a nice uh, kind of vanilla Cavendish, uh, you know, lightly topped. Uh, it's a sweet blend, but not not overly sweet. And then uh, it's got a real, uh, just a nice, um, healthy dose of Cyprian Latakia uh, to give it some body and some depth. And um, it's just really tasty. So, Bo, do you have a picture of the tin there uh, to uh, to look at? Absolutely, man. It's uh, it's a classic. You know, I mean, it's the American flag. It's the stars and stripes right there. If you're going to name is. it Independence Day, <laughs> it definitely makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I guess you could go with uh, fireworks, but honestly, there is something very, as we've already mentioned, all American about Misery Mearsham as a company uh, yeah. with its history and its products at every single level. And so, yeah, it makes sense that a, a blend like Independence Day would be uh, represented in such a patriotic way. Yeah, that's right. So j- just very, uh, very elegant, uh, you know, nice uh, background of the American flag with a little banner, Independence Day and uh, Missouri Mearsham, uh, established 1878. And um, yeah, it's 1.5 ounces of pipe tobacco. And then uh, the back uh, is just, a, you know, the uh, ugly warnings and stuff that we uh, like to ignore. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a coin uh, vacuum style, uh, sealed style tin. And um, yeah, man, you pop it open. And uh, it's a uh, just a you know it, it's it's got our um, typical what we would like to call it the Elizabethan collar uh, <laughs> that yeah. envelops the uh, <laughs> you know tobacco here. You kind of roll back the Elizabethan collar here, and uh, it's a little frilly paper shelf. And um, and you're just looking at a gorgeous uh, melange of, of tobacco. You've got these uh, honey colored uh, brown ribbons uh, that kind of dominate the uh, the look of the blend. Uh, nice nice beautiful color uh chunky long cut latakia you can kind of see these uh nice um you know fire uh you know cured fire toasted uh leaves in here and if you pick them up and smell them individually you have that nice uh oily uh, latakia you can tell they've sat in here with some of these aromatic leaves a little longer and so they have this kind of uh smoky sweet um you know essence to it as you as you um you know smell each individual leaf just really really beautiful um it's got a um a generally, you know, a relatively moist uh, kind of texture to it as you're uh, kind of playing with the leaves in the tin. You know, a lot of a lot of tinned tobaccos that are in these vacuum seal style tins, some of the aromatics are tend to be on the drier side, but th- this one has a really nice uh, moisture to it. And um, you know, when you um, when I took this out, uh, you know, a lot of times when I'm smoking a tin tobacco, I'll, um, you know, kind of take out a pinch what I think I'm going to put in my pipe. I'll set it to the side and let it dry out uh, for a little bit before I poke it in my pipe. And mm. um, and with this one, I didn't really have to do that very much, just just to, just for a little bit, maybe a minute or two, um, and just kind of let the tobacco breathe some and um, and poke it aside, and um, man, it loads in your pipe very easy just because of the, um, you know, the the nice. Uh, kind of consistent ribbons there. The Latakia, uh, because it's a little more chunky, it can, uh, you know, kind of hem up the, the you know, the loading process a little bit. But I generally just use a three-step method, you know, the old uh, uh, adage of the, you know, I don't, I don't have a super sophisticated way of packing my pipe, just, uh, you know, the, um, you know, gentle pack, medium pack, and, and heavy pack kind of deal. And uh, I mean, man. that's fairly sophisticated. I mean, like, you know, I'm just, I always try to be mindful of the, uh, 
<laughs> the yeah. new pipe smoker. You know, every single I, I always come up with the full, you know, the thought process that every single episode is some new new pipe smoker's first episode. That's true. And yeah. like what you just said, like you know, you know, the you know, uh, you know, a little bit here. They're like, all right, right write that down. He said heavy and then light. Wait, what? What, what, what was the order? <laughs> you know, they're out there, man. That's happening. That's funny. You know, it's not a bad point. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we take it for granted being in the pipe world for so long. But um, yeah, you know, everyone's got these uh, you know these different methods that they use and uh, can ball methods and frank methods and um you know the uh shove your pipe in the bag and scoop method <laughs> yeah know? loose medium tight is kind of the way that i always do it yeah yeah that's just uh it's just what works for me but um yeah so anyway um you know, just a very uh, easy, you know, simple tobacco to pack, and uh, two matches with this, and I was done, man. It was uh, it was easy. We did a uh, did a false light, and then a uh, you know the the charring light there, and then did the full light, and um, it kept it keeps lit uh, very easy. It's a uh, medium bodied Latakia blend. You can certainly taste the Latakia, um, which I think. Um, you know, rounds out uh, the blend, but um, but it is you know it, it is a decidedly aromatic blend, and so uh, this will be a a bridge. It, it's a bridge tobacco. It's one of those mm. that you know some aromatic smokers are going to like as a change up, and some um, of the English blend non aromatic smokers will like as a change up. Um, and then you've got folks like me that enjoy those blends just in their own right and and seek after them and and, and like them. It reminds me a lot of our own uh, country squire blend. Northwest Trek. Uh, hmm. Northwest Trek we've sold for a few years now, and it's an English aromatic. It's one of those that has uh, that healthy dose of Cyprian Latakia, but also some uh, vanilla and some maple uh, notes in there, a few little flavored burleys and uh, some Cavendish to make it uh, make it interesting. So um, really good. Yeah. Uh, as you smoke the bowl, as you go through the bowl of uh, tobacco, it, it's it's rich, it's deep. Um, it, it, it has that nice smokiness, uh, but not harsh. There's uh, no bite uh, to this just because of the, um, you know, the grades of tobacco in there and the uh, high quality of the casing. It's not uh, syrupy or goopy, which is very, um, you know, very pleasing. Um, and, and as you go through the uh, tobacco, it, uh, you know, really will, uh, I think, get richer and more deep, uh, which is very nice. You'll get, um, you know, those those uh, toasty notes continue through, those nice warm uh, buttered toast kind of continues through the, uh, the bowl. But then you get more of those elements of warm uh, toasted nuts, hazelnut, uh, that type of thing uh, there towards the end. So just a very delicious tobacco. It's one of those that, um, you know, for if you're a, a non-aromatic, uh, purist, uh, you know this will be a little bit of a stretch for you, but maybe a maybe a holiday treat, something to uh, give yourself this time of year. If you're a aromatic purist, I think you'll be more inclined to like this tobacco. This will be a little easier for you to stretch to this because uh, it does have a nice uh, room note to it. The uh, the tin note is very good, um, you know, and then it just gives you enough of that, uh, you know, Latakia to give you a, a nice change up, just something a little different for uh, for this time of year. So uh, Missouri Meerschaum, Independence Day, man. tobacco, get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Uh, and I mean, fairly readily available, right? I mean, I know it's available on their yep. website. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, check with your local tobacconist, uh, also your favorite online uh, retailers, but uh, you can get it, you know, directly from Missouri Meerschaum and uh, they make it real easy. And while you're there, you know, throw on a couple of uh, extra corn cobs to try it with and that type of thing and get you a Missouri Meerschaum hat and T-shirt and uh, everything else. Duck call. <laughs> there you go, man. That's all right. It. So yep. the next one, I got to say, just from a branding level, 
I love it. I just absolutely love it because they, they you know, you think about the classic, iconic Missouri Meerschaum uh, uh, logo, right? Like yeah. with its, yeah. you know, with, with its swirling text and it's just very active and involved and it's very of the era. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was trying to figure out a way to say that, but you, you nailed it of the era. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, cause I, I think, I think this is still kind of true. I mean, we've gone through a lot of different things in, in logos and branding where we have like really thin text over images that make it very difficult to see. I think the mindset yeah. is that you stop and you pay attention to that sort of thing. But for a while there, it was just, everything was either one word with like, you know, big, bold letters or one icon of like, here's a tiger's head or here's a, <laughs> you know, here's an apple. You know, everybody was trying to be apple forever yeah and missouri meerschaum man like that classic if you if you've got a missouri meerschaum pipe you and you don't know what i'm talking about just turn it over and look underneath to that sticker just that's there look on the bottom man that is it that exactly is it. it's so it's so iconic and it is a it is designed in such a way that is intended <laughs> i mean like arguably it's intended to be on the bottom of a of a corn cob pipe but it's also like just begging to be placed in large, you know, format right there on a uh, tobacco tin. And ladies and gentlemen, Missouri Meerschaum 150th anniversary. And that, and that's what they did. <laughs> they just rolled with it, man. I think absolutely. You're, yeah, you nailed it. I, you know, the tin is um, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, if you've ever looked at the bottom uh, of a Missouri Meerschaum pipe and that uh, iconic logo that uh, you know, just as you described, man, that's that's the top of the tin, and that's uh, it speaks for itself. And that is all that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, a very nice on the back of the tin. Uh, you'll notice some uh, just a very little writing. It says Missouri Meerschaum 150 years. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, just very simple because it it, it requires no more. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just it's really something. So um, th- this particular uh, tobacco again made by Sutliff, and uh, I'll be honest with you after after you know smoking, uh, of course you know we're just constantly smoking pipe tobacco uh, here and uh, you know trying all the different things. I, I feel like uh, this particular tobacco is. Um, it's the magnum opus of, of, mm. of any tobacco that has been made under Missouri Meerschaum's name. Okay, so it, for wow. of, of any tobacco that has wow. been made uh, using their name, I, I just think it's um, it's the crown jewel. It, it, it is, and it is truly um, it, it's truly delicious. And um, yeah, retails at fourteen ninety nine. Um, I, I don't. I, I think it's worth uh, double that. I mean, it's wow. it's just a really good tobacco. And so um, yeah, yeah. So like you said, uh, the vacuum seal style tin that's got uh, that you know big uh, yellow uh, circular branding on it, and um, Opening the tin, uh, you find this, uh, again, this generous uh, Elizabethan collar, <laughs> which we're just going to call that from now on. No, I mean, um, it makes sense. And it, obviously, it, the Elizabethan era has such a, uh, you know, a rich uh, connection in the history of pipe tobacco. Of pipe so, tobacco, right? Yeah. I mean, you why, know, why Sir, not? Why Sir not? Walter Raleigh, uh, you know, rolled with the e-collar. So, you know, you also yeah. roll with the pipe. So we're just, I mean, we're he just... was trying to not hit that. But like, you know, he was trying to lead her on. So, <laughs> you know, maybe he was like, look, I have wrapped it in your collar. and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a disaster! Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, you open it up, and uh, man, just a just a gorgeous, um, just a gorgeous um, uh, modeled uh, crumble cake. This is a crumble cake tobacco, and as soon as you kind of peel back that Elizabethan collar, it's got this uh, this beautiful tin note. The uh, the smell hits you immediately, and it's uh, straight out of the tin: fig, honey, and plum. 
just mm. and 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 a little bit of grass. I mean, it's just so apparent, and it is uh, it, it is a real treat just to open for the first time. And so wow. it's one of those that, like, if your mouth isn't watering uh, because of my uh, non very um, you know not uh, very sophisticated uh, descri- description skills, then it it just it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it's one of those tobaccos that uh, you open the tin, and um, man, it it really. Um, really gets you excited. You feel like you've opened something very special. So, um, yeah, a few slices when you, when you kind of peel back that, you've got uh, looking at a few slices of this uh, moist, uh, supple crumble cake. You can tell uh, it's been uh, sliced uh, out of a uh, crumble cake or, you know, out of a out of a press with uh, with a lot of care. Um, and, um, you, you know, you really before you tear into the tobacco and just looking at it, you really don't want to break it up. Right. Mm, <laughs> it's one of those yeah. tobaccos that uh, you really just are eager to uh, eager to sit there and look at because it's so pretty. Um, but, uh, of course, you do want to smoke this tobacco. It's not something that uh, is to be admired. This is not for a collection. It's for well, it can be for a collection, but really uh, you, you want to smoke this. So uh, tear off, uh, you know, I tore off about a quarter or a fifth of one of the large uh, crumble cake slices there and um broke it apart let it dry for a few moments um this one is going to be a little more moist i I let it dry for um you know anywhere from three to five minutes depending on the bowl but um just really um you know very high quality but those crumble cakes sometimes do have uh, a good bit of moisture and so you'll want to let those dry out before you load your pipe so bo do you remember kind of you know the the identity of a crumble cake i know we've talked about that before um yeah, you know, it, it's 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 uh you know the you don't be confused by the name you're you're intended to crumble it it's not pre crumbled right? no that, that, that's <laughs> exactly right yeah I mean yeah. It, we're what we what they've done here is they've built a um they've they've taken loose tobacco that's been blended so these are not whole leaf tobaccos this is a loose tobacco that's been blended and then they press it into a um into a giant cake they make this uh you know big block of this stuff and so um and and then slice it after. Afterwards, after it's been pressed and, and aged for a while, sometimes it might have undergone some heat uh, or something of that nature. But um, these tobaccos, they, um, you know, they uh, they they're different from flake tobaccos, and that flake tobaccos are whole leaf tobaccos that have been sliced uh, and generally cut a little thinner. Than a crumble cake, and so uh, you've got a thinner slice, um, you know, and they they break apart differently because it was originally whole leaf crumble cakes. These are, you know, again tobaccos that have been, uh, you know, ribbon cut or whatever, and then pressed into a large cake, and so they they really do, uh, as the name would describe, they crumble. They just kind of gently uh, tear apart as you kind of fiddle with the the little chunks of it. It just kind of uh, you know crumbles into a nice, um, you know, not dusty, but, um, you know, little chunky pieces that you're, you know, allowed to then uh, poke directly into your pipe. And so, you know, because of that loads very easily, um, you know, but they hold moisture uh, because of the density of it and all the pressure it's gone under and everything. So, um so you do uh, kind of crush or pulverize these uh, little chunks uh, there uh, and then gently fill your bowl. I do the same method with uh, these crumble cake tobaccos that I would uh, with a loose cut, uh, you know, ribbon cut tobacco or something of that nature. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of gently, uh, you know, loose, medium, hard uh, on the pack there. Uh, with this with this particular tobacco, I don't uh, pack it terribly uh, tight at the top of the tobacco. Uh, I only 
uh, tighten it up once I, um, you know, get the pipe lit, uh, tamp it down. That's when I start adding some more significant pressure. But uh, during the whole, you know, pre-packing process and all that, I generally leave it, um, you know, kind of loose towards the top. It's still still a little tighter than, um, you know, than, than you would at the middle or the bottom of the bowl. So, um you know, immediately from this, uh, you know, it, for me, I had a little more trouble keeping this lit, but, you know, a lot of a um, lot of tobaccos uh, are that way. Crumble cakes, flakes, you might have to fiddle with it a little more. Um, natural, uh, grassy flavors. There's a bready flavor there. Um, uh, vanilla is certainly uh, quite pronounced. And then and then right uh, it, just a little bit as you get into the bowl, you get this like uh, hit in the face of this like uh Dark, rich fruit, uh, plum, uh, black cherry, uh, stewed fruit, like a, a mulled wine. It, mm. It's just very interesting. These dark, rich, velvety flavors that come out, um, you know, to, to support this kind of vanilla uh, base. It's just very, very pleasing. Um, and, and then towards the end of the bowl, I get more uh, of this kind of nice... Um, you know, uh, brown sugar that kind of uh, kind of crusts along the edge of maybe a cookie or something. You know, it's just really, <laughs> really <it>. nice. <laughs> Man, wow, delicious. So, yeah, really, really tasty. Um, and so, you know, obviously a sweetened tobacco. This is, uh, you know, a, a good tobacco for someone that might like a, a Virginia blend, a high-grade tobacco, but also uh, has been sweetened some. And so, um, you know, any aromatic smoker that likes a sophisticated tobacco is going to love this. Uh, and then, you know, non-aromatic smokers, again, similar to Independence Day, if you're looking for a change-up, uh, this this would be a good tobacco for you to, um, you know, to dive into occasionally. Uh, it's, it's not... Um, you know, it is an aromatic tobacco, but it is something that is, uh, uh, I think, very nuanced. It's very well done. It's not goopy. Uh, it's a good, a good tobacco to throw in your pipe and uh, and mix it up. So, for the aromatic smoker, good all day, everyday smoke. Um, you know, it's one of those that. Uh, I think the flavor profile is just kind of, uh, you know, medium uh, to full. And so you'll have uh, a nice semi-sweet smoke that uh, has lots of body, but not um, not overwhelming. So good all-day smoke. Uh, with this kind of tobacco, some tobaccos I think you can get away with, um, you know, once you crack the tin open, keeping it in the tin for a while. Um, but this tobacco I think you'll want to immediately put in a mason jar. Uh, go mm-hmm. ahead and jar this tobacco up. I think you're uh, these these vacuum sealed tins. Uh, just how? Um, but, but the tin oh, is a collector's item. So it is. Keep yeah, the tin, right? Sure yeah, keep keep, definitely keep the tin. <laughs> but I, I I would recommend that you would go ahead and take the tobacco and immediately put it in a mason jar. Uh, just with how these. Um, uh, you know, crumble cake tobaccos are uh, processed. They really, you know, need to be in kind of a kind of an airtight environment, and so uh, to, in, in 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 order to stay fresh. And that's just kind of my uh, my opinion. But um, but anyway, pop it in there, and man, it'll it'll stay good for a really long time. And uh, the Virginia's shine in this tobacco, um, you know, Sutliff does a great job uh, with Virginia's. I think they've kind of taken uh, that mantle on as as one of their own, and um, and and should should be very proud of the work they've done there and mm. um so what they've done with missouri meerschaum has created just a a delicious um you know uh tobacco that's undergone this uh cake making process you know sliced up and uh, it's just a very high quality crumble cake so um yeah man i highly recommended both of them and uh, i think they both uh, will give you something interesting to try for the holiday season man wow these are uh, these are amazing tobaccos and uh you know i, I love 
you know, it just kind of worked out that way, right? We got this this wonderful holiday season upon us, and with uh, with with some new tobaccos that maybe some folks haven't gotten a chance to uh, to pick up yet. What what better yeah. time than uh, to hook yourself up with an early Christmas gift? You know, it's funny because. Right now, uh, we're you know today is actually also my wife's birthday. I sh- you'd think I'd mention that as opposed to. Oh, that's to, great! Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, Poe. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you'd think I'd mention that as opposed to Disney Plus at the top of the show, but <laughs> right. priorities and whatnot. Uh, but you know, one of the things that she's a big fan of is celebrating early and getting herself early birthday gifts. And so, you know, it's the same kind of concept, <laughs> aren't we <Yeah>. all? <laughs> so a little little early uh, Christmas gift for yourself if you want to or, or what have you. But you know, the great thing is, no matter what tobaccos you're trying be it these uh, wonderful blends from missouri meerschaum you can always get a really quality smoke from a great corn cob pipe from missouri meerschaum as well that that's <laughs> right man that's right there's no better pipe to try these particular tobaccos out of uh, of course than a missouri meerschaum uh, genuine corn cob pipe and uh, you can get them as well from corncobpipe.com um, and today we're talking uh, about uh, a product that they put together that is really perfect for trying uh, multiple tobaccos and of course that is the three pipe bag mm-hmm. of smokable seconds mm-hmm. uh, they they come in several different types but the legend pipes are perfect because they're uh, you know a medium-sized bowl uh, gives you just enough uh, room in there to to have a nice, uh, you know, 30, 45 minute, maybe an hour if you pack it right, uh, bowl, you know, smoke, give this uh, tobacco just a real good shot to uh, see if you enjoy it. Um, the nuances of the flavor as you go through uh, a generous size bowl there, it's just a just a good way to try these tobaccos. And so, um, man, these these bag of smokable seconds, they're, they're great because these are, uh, you know, they may have some type of, uh, you know, aesthetic flaw, but they smoke uh, perfectly and we think you'll really enjoy uh, the quality that's there. Uh, they come in, uh, you know, just a variety, but they've got this three pack for only eleven dollars and twenty nine cents, and uh, have some other variety packs as well. So check them out. It's a good way to try different tobaccos, and uh, of course, you'll be uh, pleased with the quality of these corn cob pipes. Absolutely. And hey, if you've got, you know, normally I always ask if you've got a uh, corn cob pipe or, or this particular pipe or one of these particular pipes from Missouri Meerschaum to uh, smoke it and uh, tweet out a picture and all that kind of great stuff to let them know. But hey, if, you, if you've got these uh, tobaccos as well uh, that you are also puffing on in a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, show both of them, especially those tens. I got to tell you, this 150th, like, I feel like that should be framed. I want, like, a full, <laughs> like, Missouri Meerschaum logo poster of some sort. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. big can we get yeah. that thing? That's amazing. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, once again, big thanks to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for helping to make this show happen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hand off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. It's kind of an interesting one. Uh, this is coming in from Mark Sanders and uh, the fam, uh, Mark the, the Sanders yeah. family. And uh, this is what Mark has to say. By the way, I should have mentioned this at the top of the show. I'll, I'll go ahead and interject it now. The, the neighbors, as we're recording, are uh, are getting a new roof. So I don't know if you've been hearing clicking or clacking, but that would be why. <laughs> no, that's hilarious. I actually All haven't right. heard it. Hopefully that won't so, come through too uh, much. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so from the Sanders family, Pipe Question of the Week this week coming in. He says, what is your favorite pipe-related children's book? As a young boy. What? A, a pipe-related children's book. Interesting. Yeah. That, I I. I'm interested to uh, see if you have an answer for this. Brian book. Levine goes to the zoo. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> as a, and then they keep yeah, him there. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. It was a trick. <laughs> as a young boy, mine was, uh, let's see, Virginia Lee Burton's classic about Mike Mulligan, uh, his steam shovel, Mary Ann, and their determination to dig from uh, for the Popperville Town Hall. Mike smokes a hmm. pipe, and of course, as the book ends with Mike reading the newspaper in his rocking chair and smoking his pipe. My lifelong fascination with pipes thus came about from the classic children's book. Being a dad now, I haven't I have in turn shared the story with my eight child with our eight children. Dang. Uh, our older son, our our older sons are now crafting briar pipes on of their own and hoping to one day be able to start a business. We have thoroughly enjoyed listening to Country Squire Radio and have learned so much from you gentlemen. Thank you very much. Best regards, Mike Sanders and the family. Uh, man, he's got eight kids. You, you were you were yeah. complaining about that one baby, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it. I know it. Mark, thank you so much for writing in, dude. This is um, uh, yeah. I, I, that, first of all, your your quiver is full, man. I mean, I don't know if you know what causes <laughs> right. that, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is you have so done cool, your part. Man, how you, yeah, man, just uh, allowed them to be a part of your pipe, uh, you know, experience and. Um, gosh, what an awesome, what an awesome thing to leave them with and to, um, you know, gift them with in their childhood. So that, that is so cool, man. We're glad to be uh, just a small part of your, uh, you know, pipe smoking, uh, you know, um, hobby and enjoyment. Um, yeah, Mark, this is interesting. I I don't have an answer for this. But Bo, do you have a do you have any? any All right, thoughts? this is great. This is actually like coming in very timely because last night I was reading. Um, uh, oh gosh, Treasure Island to the kids. Um, yeah. Okay. So- yeah, so yeah. over this, I can't remember if I shared this on the show or not. I, I probably did, but just in case over, over the summer as something to kind of do during the summer, I created a, um, 
I, a treasure hunt with a narrative, so to speak, for the kids. And yeah. so, like, you know, yeah. I even got like a little mini treasure chest, and it came with like an iron lock and key and everything. And uh, I even got these wax seals. So there's these, and I created these uh, two pirate captains, Captain Redwing and Captain Jorvik. Captain Jorvik <laughs> is based off my my gaming character, but uh, Captain Redwing is a completely original character uh, who got turned into a parrot and all this other stuff. And so I'll I'll occasionally tell my kids these uh, these adventures of uh, of Captain Redwing uh, and his nemesis Captain Jorvik. But anyway, all that to say. Um, the, the conclusion of the summer, I had this very long, essentially like multi-day quest that they got sent on. Yeah. One of them was they were following Red Wing's clues and then they were supposed to get to the treasure, but then they was, they're reading like, um, uh, excerpts from Captain Jorvik's journal and then trying to put together these clues to figure out where they needed to go. And, you know, some of it, w- it was tied to them cleaning up their room and all that kind of great stuff. And, uh, some of it kind of led to the, you know, the natural science museum. So it was kind of became a day out, that sort of deal. At the very end, I knew that I had kind of created a bit of a problem because I, over like several weeks, this, this whole thing had been going on and the prize at the end of the tunnel was ill-defined. And so I was like, oh man, I need to, um, I need to, you yeah, up. I need to make sure that this is, this comes across and they're not disappointed by the time it's all done. And so I got, uh, you know, so that's when I got the, the treasure chest and everything. And I, I filled it up with some uh, gold beads, uh, from, from Mardi Gras and then also some, some Skittles. But I also got uh, Treasure Island for him and, uh, you know, kind of with oh, yeah. a note that said that, uh, you know, their father was going to read this to them. So I started reading it to him and uh, they couldn't care less. They they'd completely toned out. And I was like, all right. So I put it to the side. <laughs> but yesterday, my oldest uh, said, why don't you ever read us that book that you were going to read us? And I was like, well, because you didn't want me to back then. And she's like, well, we want you to now. So I'm sitting down. I'm reading about, you know, uh, Billy Bones and, you know, spoilers, he dies. Uh, and, uh, and they're cracking open his safe or his chest where he kept all his stuff. And like, they find all of this pipe tobacco. In fact, they mentioned when they, they bust it open, uh, the first thing they get hit with is just the smell of, uh, of pipe tobacco. Yeah. Really? And I was thinking like, that's interesting. This is interesting. Hey, don't I do a pipe tobacco podcast where I talk about pirates occasionally? <laughs> I was like, I, I wonder if I could get away with like a fictional pirate. Cause typically we do pirates of history, but Billy Bones is a yeah. fascinating character at treasure Island in particular, yeah. in terms of you know, the, the origin of the American, uh, pirate fantasy all kind of stems, uh, not just from (laughs) this particular book, but also the, uh, the various incarnations of it. So anyway, all that to say, I'm going to say treasure Island and potentially look for down the road several months from now, probably next year. Of course. uh, After you forgot about (laughs) pipes and pirates uh, episode where we look into the character of Billy bones. (laughs) That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's funny. I just am gonna, uh, I, I need this, uh, in my ammo belt, you know, for uh, all those uh, late nights of uh, stories and stuff that we're, we've got down the road. So that's that's great, um, man. Mark, thank you. good question, man. I'm glad Bo actually had an answer. <laughs> you don't remember any? I mean, like you know, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus. I mean, there's yeah, a lot guess, of holidays. I guess that. Yeah, I mean, you've got that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I don't know. It didn't. Uh, it, nothing was apparent to me when that when that came up. And, and then Merlin, but well, I guess he's not necessarily like a like the Disney Merlin is not. I mean, I could be wrong on this. In fact, I'm sure I'll be corrected. Uh, but but someone yeah. just throw it out there. In in um, in any of the Arthurian novels, is Merlin ever referred to as a pipe smoker, or was that just a take that Walt Disney had? I don't know. I'd love to know that. Yeah, I'm not sure to be yeah, honest. Put with that you. out yep. there and see what happens. But great question, uh, pipe question uh, coming in again from the uh, Sanders family. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, be sure to send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. 
Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. That owl is getting back. Love to it's hear. It's getting it. better. It's. It, I don't think think we're hundred percent, but it's. Uh, we're we're on our way. Yeah. No, you're getting there. You're definitely getting there. <laughs> uh, all right. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, it is D Day. It is Disney Plus. Day. And I, I, by the way, I, I'm going to stop doing that because I am sure there are several, several veterans that are very offended by that joke, and I'm not right. intending to. <laughs> uh, but be, because it is Disney Plus Day, and uh, and of course with um, uh, the new Mandalorian series, I thought I would put together a Star Wars edition of Quick Fire Questions. For oh, us. that's fun. Yeah. yeah. And okay, cool. I, yeah, I think I like you know that. enough to to get by. Right? Have you seen at least one of the newer movies? Uh, yeah, I saw the um the first new one that came out. Uh, Force once Awakens. Disney bought. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. And I good, liked good it. Movie. It was good. I, I enjoyed I, I it. Really liked it too. All right, here we yeah. go. Uh, all right. So the first one we got the the villainous organizations from across the Star Wars saga. Okay. Yeah. The the Confederacy, the Empire, or the First Order. Man. Um. Well. <laughs> It's going to be hard for me to not go with the classics, right? So uh, mm. I, I'll go with the Empire, um, it, but maybe maybe followed uh, closely by the Confederacy. Um, it, I, yeah, but I, I think I'll go with the Empire. Okay, all right, yeah. Confederacy was a bunch of pushovers, though. They had those little robot droids that, like, literally you breathed on them and they fell apart. <laughs> uh, Isn't that every villain in the in a? Well, Come well, on, no, man. not every villain. Not, uh, not I mean, all just, of them. I guess we're talking about the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> they kept on there out there bumping their heads. Right. I mean, the Empire is like it's hard not to go with Empire and just classics in general. I will say that like I feel like in a Force Awakens they were setting up something very interesting with the First Order, and since we still have yeah. one more movie, I think they could do something fascinating with it. And so I'm. Um, I, I kind of almost want to give it to the First Order out of hope more than anything else, but I'm going to stick with the Empire. I am A new thing. hope? Yeah. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next question? <laughs> All right. So that's the villainous organizations. Let's look at the uh, heroic organizations. Uh, Republic, Rebels, or Resistance? I, you know, it, there again, I mean, it's just hard to not not to go with the um, with the rebellion. I mean, you, you feel mm. like it, by that point they've been through so much. Uh, they've got a whole lot to lose, and um, it's just hard to hard to pull against them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like they've got the most compelling story out of uh, any of them. Um, yeah, I'll go with the rebellion. All right, so that's pretty good. Uh, in current, again, pre episode nine, it does seem like the resistance is looking pretty weak. Uh, kind of the. Uh, the yeah. what, what do you call it? the battle 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 droids the battle droid equivalent uh, type situation <laughs> so hopefully they'll get their act together in the last uh, for the last minute for me man this is interesting because obviously I mean like you know rebels X wings come on Luke Skywalker you, it, it's hard not to go with rebels but yep. I will say that with like the Clone Wars series and you know just the various um, Battlefront two and the video games that have come out where you got to play as a clone. Uh, and some of the character development that happened outside of the movies, the Republic is really kind of interesting, but it is led by the Emperor, so I'm going Rebels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, I guess, you know, but Palpatine who becomes the Emperor, but still. Right, right. All right, Underworld. Bounty hunters, smugglers, and gangsters. And so this is just for, for some context, because I wasn't sure if you, you had enough context yeah. for this. But Yeah, you know. yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, bounty hunters, you have like Boba Fett, smugglers would be like Han Solo, and then gangsters would be like, whoa, 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 Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt, right. right. The the one person that we have, uh, or entity that we have confirmed is a pipe smoker of some uh, uh, description, it's right? Hookah, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it, this is funny. This one's a little harder for me. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the bounty hunters on this mm. one. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting because you've got, um, you know, everyone's got this kind of crush on Boba Fett, 
right? Oh, yeah. But no one, no one really knows why, because there's just not a lot of uh, things, certainly in the movies, that are said about Boba Fett. I mean, we don't have a lot of background on him, but yet he is, uh, he, he is this uh, kind of rallying point for you know people that like uh, that like Star Wars, and that there's a lot of uh, you know side uh, fiction written about him, and uh, just the mystery that kind of surrounds him. I think that's fun. I don't know. I like that. It's yeah. like, well, we're going to take this random character that uh, could be very fascinating, but we don't know a lot about. We're going to create this uh, backstory on him. It's going to be interesting and uh, his own adventures and uh, misadventures. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with Boba Fett. This is why you got to watch the Mandalorian, man. I mean, it's not. I guess. Uh, it's not. You know, it's not Boba Fett. Or at least I don't think it's Boba Fett. But you know, they kind of <laughs> they, they're capitalizing on that, right? Like they know because Boba Fett is like the guy that everybody got behind, and yeah. Um, yeah. And so far, you know, one episode in, they're doing some pretty pretty cool stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go bounty hunters as well. I kind of wanted okay. to go smugglers because you know Han Solo, but yeah, it's kind of hard not to choose bounty hunters. They're just so cool. Yep. And, then, and then finally, man, Jedi, Yoda, Luke, or Obi-Wan? Uh, Yoda. This one's easy for me. Uh, I, you know, Luke and Obi-Wan, they're great. We love them and all that. But uh, Yoda, uh, he's the most likely to be a pipe smoker. Uh, he uh, is green, and it's not easy being green. Um, he uh, it probably has the most interesting stories. Um, and there's that scene of him, uh, you know, fighting with the lightsaber, uh, in one of those, you know, <laughs> second round movies that came right. out that just uh, makes me laugh every time I see it. And so I'm going <laughs> to ha- have to go with Yoda. <laughs> All right. No, those are those are some legit reasons. Um, it was tough, man. It was tough because I love all of these characters. I'm going to go with Luke just from a just from a personal standpoint, like the hero's yeah. journey is is so embodied in that character and was such like a, an influential character to me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Luke. But All right, honestly, fair. any of these guys. And you know what? I bet you're right that Yoda's the likeliest of all the three to be a pipe smoker. But, you know, Obi-Wan was chilling out on um, on uh, 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 Tatooine. And I guess Tatooine's not exactly like good pipe smoking weather per se. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Bo, I know where you're heading with this, but I'm talking about tobacco pipes. Oh, come on, man. That wasn't where I was going with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. Well, there you go. Some Star Wars quick fire questions in honor of the Mandalorian uh, uh, being available today. Uh, by the way, if y'all do see it and y'all want to like uh, uh, send me your, your thoughts on that first episode, I have seen it, but no spoilers publicly. Just, just send it privately. <laughs> you're my favorite nerd. Thank you, man. You're mine. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? Your comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback coming in. Uh, let's see. This uh, first one from, speaking of Yoda, from Pastor Joda. What did Pastor That's Joda right. have to That's say? That's right. It's funny. I, I've actually thought of Pastor Joda as we, uh, <laughs> as we talked about Yoda, and now he writes in. Man, he says, happy delayed Reformation Day. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that are not in the uh, you know Protestant world, that uh, is this day that uh, Martin Luther uh, nailed the 95 Theses to the door in Wittenberg. And uh, it also happens to be Halloween, believe it or not. And so uh, a lot of folks uh, may not be aware of that. But he says, happy Reformation Day. (laughs) Ah, So nice to have the band back together Uh, as much. I guess he's talking about me and and Bo being on the mic together after my paternity leave. He says, as much as I thoroughly enjoyed the sub hosts and interviews, there's just something special about the chemistry you two have. Uh, John David, welcome to the exciting and exhilarating life as a father of a daughter. Mm. Uh, Don't blink, bro. Seriously, it really does fly by. And Bo, oh, how I love it when you talk sports. 
<laughs> Me too, Pastor. Uh, I, too, being a great fan of the small talk, would just like to ask you, how do you like your crow? Original recipe mm, or extra tasty crispy? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I listened to today's show uh, the day after the Nats rallied uh, to a brutal comeback over your hometown Houston Astros. Uh, enjoy the Walgreens hat, my friend. Yeah. And that's from Pastor Joda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, just pouring salt in the wound. It's and you know I, I I am proud of Bo. You know coming out, he's like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this you know sports ball a thing. I've got my my hometown boys now. I got a team, and you know we're gonna climb on this deal and, and get excited about it because that's what people around here are doing. And and Bo, uh, you know, welcome to the life of a sports fan. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank you. You, know, yes. you, you, you get all excited. You put your you know love out there for your city and your team and your colors and all that stuff. And and then you get trashed. <laughs> and then it's just it's like what was it all and, for? I just I just want you to know, as a Mississippi State fan who has endured a lifetime of suffering um, and, and, and long suffering and, and in patience uh, and sanctification, I understand. <laughs> you, you, you've been there. You've walked this path. I have, man. You're not alone. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I was actually uh, at church this Sunday. I was talking to um, somebody and I can't remember how this came up, but we were talking about just sports in Houston. And I was saying, no, I, I, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm getting behind it. And, uh, you know, even with like the Rockets, trying to keep up with the Rockets and kind of felt a little conflicted when they were playing the Grizzlies because when we oh, were in Memphis, so I was a Grizzlies fan. Right. And uh, this guy at church was like, yeah, you know, the problem, though, with um, with Houston sports is that everybody here, I feel, is just like like hardcore fair, fair weather fans. And I was like, oh, then I'm going to fit in perfectly. <laughs> like, this, is, this, is, this is great. This is great oh, news. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's me, man. That's me. No, uh, man, I, I'm right there. <laughs> but yeah, dude. No, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, that was great, Pastor Joe. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, uh, Big Mike also writes in asking, uh, says in that he loves my uh, my cap that I'm always wearing and, and asking what brand. Yeah, man. So that is actually a Goren Bros hat. Uh, they, they, I've got two of them specifically, and I've got one that's not Goren Bros, but I'm, it's kind of a placeholder until I can find one from Goren. Uh, I've been a very like brand uh, loyal to them in particular. They've got a shop in uh, Austin, but they've got one in New Orleans, which I always go to. In fact, if I'm in New Orleans, I always pop in there to see what they have. And uh, I would love one day for them to be a sponsor of some show that I'm doing because <laughs> I, I like I love that hat, man. It's 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 a it's a great one. But yeah, Gorn Bros in, uh, in New Orleans is the shop that I go to, which is a great shop. And uh, but I think any of their shops are, are pretty good. Uh, my, my black and my gray hat uh, come from there. And just recently, I don't think I've been photographed or I've, I don't think I've been on any videos with it, but I've got a white hat that I got somewhere else because they did not have one that fit my head and I really wanted a white one for spring. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so I'm still kind of looking for a linen one from them. So uh, next season, hopefully I'll, I'll get something there, but yeah, there you go. Uh, and then cool. finally, man, we got a, uh, an iTunes re- review from burn dust. What did burn dust have to say? Burn dust says country squire rocks. Love this podcast. So informative and enjoyable. Great stuff. And that is from burn dust on iTunes. Well, thank you so much, Burn Dust. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. And uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in. We love getting those iTunes reviews. It's a great way to help support the show, and it doesn't cost you a dime to do it. But hey, if you are somebody who would like to support the show and not don't mind spending a few dimes, head over to patreon.com slash Radio. There are a lot of great benefits for uh, joining the uh, Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. A large part of that is, you know, being part of the, the great community that's there and featured on the Squire Lounge uh, that is on our uh, we've got a Facebook group exclusively for Country Squire Radio members. Man, you know, as I mentioned that 
uh, you know, this, this episode got a chance to actually share those names. However, I still haven't gotten a chance to actually add a lot of those folks to the lounge. So I'm about to go check that out and uh, put on my, <laughs> my bouncer hat, if you will, to, uh, to go That's right. and get everybody. Speaking of those Gorn brothers hats, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, so shouts out to, uh, to everybody who is supporting the show through that. Um, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Well, man, Tobacco Talk doing up, man, like a lot of love for our friends at Missouri Mission this episode. Yeah, it, it, as we should, we do, of course, uh, love our friends up there. And, uh, man, it's uh, always good to talk about their their stuff. But, man, you know, since I've been back, it's been so fun because we brought in, like, the big guns, you know? Like, we mm-hmm. talked, uh, man, Squire Select, Tobacco Talk. Uh, man, just been in the thick of it. It's been awesome. So, um, man, just um, we're so glad to be back in the saddle and uh, appreciate all the uh, the best wishes from uh, all, our, all our good friends out there. Yeah, absolutely. And like we mentioned at the top of the show, show notes coming next week. Should be really exciting to uh, get those out to you and uh, special thanks again to Buck for doing that I think that's going to do it for us man so hey yeah man let's go have a day see you brother As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.